Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos Getting to Know You series. I'm Mars, your host for today, and I'm joined as always by my amigo PJ. Our amiga Carly is taking uh, the night off and uh, she'll be back soon. Uh, PJ, how you doing? I'm okay, thanks, Marzi. Happy to be here and excited to chat to our uh, our guest. Yeah, I can't get to, I can't wait to keep to get going. So let's let's do it. In this Getting to Know You mini series, we've interviewed FPL managers from around the world, as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the person behind the FPL account we interact with every week. To do this, we've come up with 20 questions which will reveal exactly who they are. We are and we are very excited by today's guest. You will probably recognize his face from your TV screens if you watch Hollyoaks or Doctors. Or recently, more recently on FPL, Twitter, you would have seen the story of the game week. Like something that you look forward to, maybe Pig Songs and Luke Jerdy stories. So our guest for tonight is the one and only Luke. Luke, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. No, we we can't wait to get to know you better. Obviously, you you're a new face, a new a new account on Twitter. Or re, I've recently noticed you getting much more involved with the community and the jokes and and you know um, tweeting about it, talking about it, talking with people. So it's it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And uh, look, we let let let's let's start because are you ready to um, let your soul out for the for the community? Let them know, reveal reveal everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> let my soul out yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm as ready as i'll ever be mate yeah let's good, go for good, it <laughs> good 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 right so we'll start with a nice and easy question luke for those who don't tell the listeners that don't know you who who's luke and what 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 do you do so yeah my name's my name's luke jerdy um that's actually my acting name so when you when you graduate from from drama school you've uh, and you join the actors union equity there's um you've got an option to change your name um and so my middle name is luke my my real name is majid um which most which most people know um and uh, i'm half iranian and my middle name is luke and my my surname is medizadev valu jerdy so i took luke and jerdy as my acting name I, i got some I've told this story so many times, but um, I'm sure the listeners haven't heard it before. I, uh, I I got some quite advice from an older actor about 10, 11 years ago now um, who said, oh, I would I would advise changing your name. I think you'll you'll confuse casting directors and they'll see Majid and then you'll walk in and it will just be confusing. So I took his advice. <laughs> I know. I know. I took his advice and changed my name. And I kind of wish I hadn't now. So I use Majid for like my writing and my I direct as well. So I'm an actor, um, as, as is probably clear from the story I've just told. And um, I write and <laughs> I write and direct and I teach as well. So I'm, I use Majid for, for writing, directing and teaching. And Luke is, is my acting name. Are you, um, are so you only I, allowed um, one of each of each name within that kind of actors union, the actors guild? You know, you can't have multiple Luke Jerdy. It's like you can on Twitter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you can there can only be one. Yeah. So quite often if an actor has got a fairly common name when they join the actors union or, you know, become a professional actor, if there's another person with that name, they will have to, they will have to change their name. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So uh, how's your, how's your Iranian? Bad. (laughs) (laughs) How how do you, how do you say the the Brighton guy? Is it Ali Rizai Jahangbash? Is that, is that even close? Oh yeah, um, I, 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 I don't actually know. I think I think that sounded right. That sound, where are you, where are you from? Um, I'm, 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 I'm Palestinian. Palestinian, so, right? Got yeah. it. Got I it. Got a, 
loads of Ira- Iranian friends, but Farsi or Iranian is not something that I've ever really spoken apart from, right. you know, like ju- just the, the usual words. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Words. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd love to... I'd love to speak it more. Um, we kind of, I, I've got a good re- good relationship with my dad now, but when we were growing up, we didn't see him a lot because he was just working all the time. Yeah. Um, he's an absolute workaholic. And so he just never, never really introduced us to, to Farsi. I, I wish he'd have just spoke it to us from when we were, from when we were born. Because obviously as kids, you can pick up as yeah. many languages as you're taught, can't you? So absolutely. I, I wish, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that with my that, two but... girls. I'm doing that with my two girls oh, as brilliant. much as I can. Well done. They tell yeah. you, kids, kids are like sponsors. They'll pick pick stuff up so we try and speak to them in different languages yeah that's great. just so they, they, they pick it up but it's natural naturally you switch to english to have a conversation and it really annoys right. my wife it annoys my wife she's like no keep talking to them in arabic i'm like yeah but i just <laughs> want to have a conversation <laughs> no that's great you should yeah you should definitely keep that up because I, I wish yeah. I, I wish i knew more languages than just english awesome awesome i'm uh i'm teaching my children english and how to swear <laughs> Do my bit, yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move straight on to one of our favourite questions, kind of kind of right off the bat. If if you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best with, and why? What is your spirit animal? Your your Patronus, if you're into Harry Potter mythology and all that. What would you <laughs> What would you go for? Yeah, I love I love this question and. I'm, I, I want you to help me out with this because I, I think I feel like I'm quite good at describing my who I am and, and my personality now, whereas before I wasn't I wasn't great at that. So I, I'll say who I am, like what I'm like, and then I'm hoping that you two can can help to match the animal because I haven't had enough time to think about this question. I take these I take these questions very seriously, and I was like, these two can help me with this. Um, so I'd say I'm very I'm very I'm very confident. Um, I'm very self aware, and I love to laugh um i've got a very good sense of humor love banter um i'm quite athletic and i would say and i've got a little bit i haven't i used to be very i used to be quite an angry person i'm not so much an angry person anymore but there is still a little bit that lurks there at times that can flare up now and again i would say not in a bad way i mean so far you're just describing me which is which is obviously (laughs) a little bit awkward whoa 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 (laughs) see you at benny aid marzi (laughs) so what animal animal do you think that 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 would be best matched to well obviously i would i would probably say yeah um if if not a monkey then then yeah, uh, you know you, you know depending monkey. on the level of anger but also also maybe a maybe an otter you know otter. you look a little bit like an otter as well so <laughs> you're not on video i'm the only person on video listeners here i'm the only person that's turned on my video all i can see of this guy is a cat at the moment so, yeah, that's my cat. Yeah, you don't look like the, him. Here's the here's the little anger streak coming out now because you said I look like an otter. Is it a good animal to look like? Benedict Cumberbatch looks like an otter. Yeah, and I don't look like Benedict Cumberbatch. No, you don't. But you know, okay, you don't really look like a monkey <laughs> we not, either. We, we we do not usually bring this to 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 this them. So I take it as a compliment. Otters are, are, are cute, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I would say I would say monkey. Because even with yeah. that, you know, monkeys need to be as, as athletic, um, have a bit of athleticism in them too. You know, yeah, a bit these... cheeky, 
bit yeah, mischievous. Yeah, very cheeky. Yeah, and sometimes like they that. just get angry and start throwing bananas at you if you yeah. if you don't feed them. Yeah, so yeah, I like that. We'll go with the monkey. Let's to be honest, monkey. probably the best person for that is not here. Kylie would have would have would have given you an animal straight away. She she loves those those things. So I'm going to think a bit more about that one because it's, it's a yes. great question. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for you to come back on Twitter and, and reveal what you believe. I will, it is. I will. A lot of people ask their partners and then they go with something else anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daisy, Daisy would, would give a good answer to that, I reckon. <laughs> right. So um, back to your acting. So how did you get into acting and what's your latest project? You said you direct. I've seen some stuff in theatre. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I got into it. Um, I did... I did Stagecoach. I don't know if you remember Stagecoach. I don't even know if it's still going, Stagecoach. But I did that when I was very I think young. So. I've, yeah, it's yeah. like every Saturday and kind of kind of enjoyed it. Um, and then was pushed by my mum to go for the summer musical at um, the Gordon Craig Theatre in Stevenage. Just, I was born in Stevenage before I moved up to Derby. And so I went for that and did a few summer musicals there and just absolutely loved it. And then when we moved up to Derby, I joined the youth theatre there. Um, so I've kind of been doing it since I was about six, seven years old, but never kind of I really liked it. But I, I never kind of thought, oh, this is absolutely what I want to do until I got to kind of 16, 17, where I was like, no, this is definitely what I want to do. I want to go to drama school um, and and be an actor um, and and just kind of went from there, really. So, uh, yeah, basically been been doing it on and off since I was since I was seven years old. Um, and the latest. Oh, what about Hollyoaks? What about Hollyoaks? Before, before the latest project, Hollyoaks? Obviously, it's the yeah. it's the one that you were the longest, I believe, right? Like for nearly five years. Yeah, four years I was in it for. Yeah, four years. So I, yeah. yeah, so I left. I left in January 2020. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, just got into that by just an audition. Came, well, I, I actually met the casting director on a plane to Ibiza um, with my mates. Um, and my mates were sat a few <laughs> few rows back, and they were like. Um, they're like, man, man, I'm, I'm sat next to casting director. And I was like, oh, right, OK, cool, cool. And I was like, oh, please, lads, don't. We're on a plane to like, this is not the done thing. He's like, no, come, 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 say hello. Because these are non-actor friends. And they were like, um, here, here he is, here he is. I was like, oh, you're right, mate. Oh, yeah, I'm an actor. <laughs> it was like this funny thing. And then um, we got chatting. <laughs> and then a uh, couple of weeks later, after I got back from my beefer, I got, got an audition through for, for Hollyoaks um so and it was and it was he he was the casting director so we had a bit of a laugh about that and then I, I managed to I managed to get the part um and, and was in that for for four years yeah so is that is that brilliant. is that credit to how brilliantly you came across or how desperate they were for people to work on Hollyoaks yeah <laughs> I, I think neither of those things <laughs> I think it was just like we just got on well. I mean, and, my, and to be fair, to, to, my mate was chatting to him the whole way there. He was sat with him, and um, and, he, and they're, qu- they're quite cheeky, my mates. And I think he was just a bit like, "Oh, why don't you get him in? Why don't you get him in for a for an audition?" Um, and then and that was that. So yeah, that's how it happened. So what's your latest project then? So latest project is my solo show. I've written a show um, about my experiences with anger. Actually, funnily enough, um, speaking about that earlier just growing up as a man um in today's society um being a lad the pressure of the pressure of um being a a lad and and being involved in that kind of culture and what that brings and relationships with other men um and it was on at the everyman theater in liverpool in june for two weeks 
Um, and it's going to be on at the Soho Theatre in at the end of May uh, in London. So we're doing we're doing a few dates in March, I think, March, April, May. But I'm waiting on a couple of other jobs first so that it might change. Uh, it's just the life of an actor. You're always kind of waiting for the next thing and there's always auditions coming in. So I feel like there's always I'm always saying but it depends on this. I'm just waiting for an answer on this and I'm waiting for an answer on that. So there's a few things in the background, but that's what I've got planned next so is, is, it, is to do my show. You know, when you say a show, is it is it more of an ensemble piece or is it more kind of stand-up style? No, so it's a, it's a stage show and it's just me. So uh, it's not stand-up, no. it's um, it's uh, You'd call it a, a one-man show, I guess. I prefer to say so, solo, Fine, yeah. so, solo show, one-person show, whatever. But yeah, one-man show um and it's and it's mainly in spoken words so that's that's you can see from the from the fpl videos i've been doing it's um i've got a, a bit of a knack for the spoken word and and most of the show is in is in spoken word um bit of rap bit of monologue um poetry uh and yeah that's um there's plenty happening with that i'm pretty sure i'm going to gonna go to edinburgh fringe and do it there in august next year as well so there's plenty plenty planned at the moment with that which is which is great wonderful well that sounds absolutely awesome. fantastic awesome. and obviously best of luck to that we look forward to Thank seeing you. how it plays out so back to football who do you support i support manchester united go on so, <laughs> do you as well uh, yeah everyone we invite on supports man united liverpool i think it's just basically <laughs> anyone who's over 30 and grew up in this country basically yeah. supports man united liverpool don't they you know our kids yeah. will all, obviously all be you know man city and chelsea but so oh, so so quickly ole in or out <laughs> ole out okay right there you go it's interesting that the next question is number five i'm a liverpool fan luke five nil uh how <laughs> <laughs> had to get it in um, gotta get it in gotta get yeah it in. <laughs> how and when did you get into F- fpl then how, how did that come about so i mean i've been playing it for years but i was very much a casual player i remember playing it at school um gosh must have been 15 years ago i guess yeah i don't know i, I i've just i've played it for a long time but only kind of got into it properly in the last three seasons so or maybe it's four seasons no three seasons yeah um there was just one season where I was like it was pre-season and I thought you know what I really I want to win my mini leagues this year I really I want to be good at FPL <laughs> I, lo- I, I love football I'm obsessed with football and I really want to be good at this so I was like oh I'm gonna have a look to see if there's any podcasts to listen to and I felt like I was unlocking this like secret chest um, of FPL gold when I discovered there was just all these podcasts out there. I was like, oh, my God, there's people that really are obsessed with it. This is this is amazing. Um, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to win my mini leagues here because none of my other none of my friends are going to take the time to listen to these podcasts and join these websites and look at these stats. And um, so it was basically listening to FPL surgery was the very first podcast I listened to. And I just absolutely loved it and, and just went from there. And the, that first season, listening to that, um, mainly just listening to that, actually, uh, I, I was I got um, top 10K. So I was I was absolutely buzzing. Um, and s- since then, in the last two seasons, I've done pretty well, but not actually not got as high as that first season, um, which is interesting. I don't know whether that's because. I'm even more into it now because I host my own yeah. podcast or because of Twitter and all the there's almost information overload now, isn't there? Whereas 
just sticking with that one podcast for that year really and and yeah fantasy football scout it, stats it was like that's what did it for me it absolutely happens funnily enough surgery was also the first one that when i i don't know what happened i was just one night searching on uh, google or twitter or whatever i was on twitter but i was never into the podcast everything and surgery was the first one i ever listened to i was like oh okay yeah this is interesting you know and then you, and then you get going you mentioned you have your own podcast is that an fpl podcast yes yeah it's called triple captain yeah um it, and we've been going this is our third season now um, i've actually i've not i didn't realize it was you i've heard of triple captain i just didn't realize it was you my bad oh right yeah 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 it's me and um and rich wolfenden who's a, who's a talk sport commentator and He's. I've got him just as obsessed with. Well, maybe not just as obsessed as me, but he's he's well into FPL now as well, and he's doing really well this season. <laughs> um, so we could we we like to have a bit of band, so we try and keep the episodes to about twenty five thirty minutes. And I also do an, a triple captain extra episode as well, which is called aim aim for the top ten k, which is you know in theory, um, and it's where I just kind of you know go through all the geeky stuff, stats and 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 my detailed thoughts it's just a, a, a bit more of an ego trip where i can just ramble on my own basically um we, so we all love fun. those we yeah. all love those yeah, yeah. Definitely. it's fun it's fun i mean i feel like the podcast the fpl podcast market is so oversubscribed i feel like if you want to do it it has to be for the love and it has to be for a hobby because you're not gonna make any headway or any money out of it unless Absolutely. you come unless you come up with some sort of unique angle you know because it's just it, there's so many out there now I there didn't, are so didn't many. quite realize so absolutely i agree with you and look we, we started the three amigos after we started off as uh, uh well i started on on fan feud with, with with another mate but then we we, we took on the three amigos we started the three amigos separately but it's absolutely what you said we do it because we love it and exactly. it's just just to have a laugh it's three people you know me pj and carly talking having a chat laughing um, and doing these series, talking to people, which is really, really interesting. And, and we do it because we love it and because we love the game. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I just hope that my uh, our producer wants to keep doing it because it, obviously it's a lot of work editing and we've got, we've got really good, he, he, he runs his own podcast um sound production company so he he, he oh, has wow. he, he's spinning a lot of plates and and produces a lot of podcasts um and as is one of the only ones he does for free so it's because he loves it as well that he that he keeps doing it but i'm aware of like how did how much how time consuming editing is so i i hope he uh i hope he lets us lets us carry on hopefully hopefully great stuff so sticking with fpl um what is your favorite fpl memory if you have one so it's, it's, I've got two. Um, am I allowed to? Well, why don't you just tell both and I'll edit out the one that's not as good. <laughs> yeah, OK. Uh, well, <laughs> first season playing properly when I got top 10K, it was um, a Man City double game week and I wanted to play my triple captain. I didn't have Aguero. I did have a, another City player. I can't remember who it was. I decided to take a minus four for Aguero right before he played Arsenal and he scored a hat-trick. That was absolutely brilliant. I mean, even as a United fan, I just absolutely loved it because my team just... It was it, absolutely it, beautiful. I, yeah, it, I because just rose I, because up Because it was Arsenal, Arsenal first, right? And I think Everton was the second game. And he got a hat-trick in the first game. Yes, yeah. And you like... Because I, I triple gabbed in him as well. And you thought... Did you? you thought, you know what? You can do whatever you want in the second game. Like, to start off with a hat-trick, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it was because it was the first time, really, that, that I'd 
I'd poured over the stats and I'd, I'd compared him to a couple of the other City players. And I was like, it's got to be Aguero, but I've got to take a minus four. And I remember just sat there thinking, do I do it? And I think it was even sweeter because I decided to take the hit. Um, and the triple captain was just brilliant. Um, and, the, and the other one was Antonio's four goals against Norwich. I loved that. So I didn't captain him, but that was, that was a brilliant memory as well. So now you're the boss at FBL for one day and you can change one rule or feature in the game. What, what would you do? It would be no captains. A lot of people say that. Why? Yeah. I just, I feel like it, I feel like it would make the game even more skillful. I feel like it would take a lot of the, um, the look elements out of it. I, I mean, it's not, it's not always look at all. Obviously, if you select the right captain each week, that there's a, there's absolutely a skill involved in that, but there's a lot rests on getting your captain right. I mean, even if every member of your team returns and your captain blanks, it's going to be difficult to get above that 60-point mark. So I think it would take a lot of... I think, um, the, I think the counter-argument to that, I kind of yeah. largely agree with you, although I would banish the chips first, as I said many times, because that that's kind of further adds that. I do. The counter-argument to the captain line is that it adds, it gives you the ability to, to kind of catch up quickly, um, as, as my uh, mini-league now leader, who inexplicably captained Needle in a Haystack, Mason Mount, a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> you know, one point in the three games before, one point in the three games after, 24. Wow. Ridiculous. So it, it does it does kind of enable that. I, and I, I thought about this question uh, as, as well about the kind of captains, and I do wonder if there's... Would it... Do you think it would limit kind of transfers in the sense that we would have end up with more kind of set and forget players, whereas actually quite a lot of play, quite a lot of uh, FBL players like bringing in captains, particularly these kind of premium players like the Canes, the Lukaku's, the Ronaldo, and giving them the arm- armband. Whereas actually, if there were no armbands whatsoever, you'd probably get pe- more kind of zombie teams and just a little bit of kind of tinkering. I don't know. The reverse might be true. I just wondered if you'd thought about that. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I think. I think. At- but like we're giving it proper consideration there's definitely there's definitely pros and and cons to it it would just be nice to see how it would work without without captaincy um but yeah i completely get what you're saying and and it, uh, really the most exciting part of the game week is watching your captain play isn't it maybe not at the moment that now everyone's captaining mo salah but if you go different to mo salah that's the most exciting part of the of the game week um so there are elements of, of captaincy that I really, really enjoy and completely get what you're saying. It's a massive part of strategy, isn't it? Bringing players in in order to captain them, taking a hit. It, you know, if you take a hit it's um, and you're captaining the player, it kind of negates the hit a bit better. And There's a, there's lots of strategy elements to it and it does add an exciting Would you, um, would you like, I, I would really, I've, you know, um, my new answer to this particular question, just just to blatantly jump in and tell you what it is, um, uh, because yeah. because I've given up trying to ask for big grandiose things that let's be honest, fantasy towers will never do. But I would I would just 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 love that ability, which a lot of other fantasy games do, to be able to change your captain um, j- just once, not necessarily every day when you have the kind of Friday to Monday. But if you gave everyone the option to, you know captain somebody in one of the earlier kind of kickoffs and then have that option to change it. I just really like that decision-making of if your captain gets, say, seven or eight points mm. about do you roll that dice. And and ultimately, that's exactly what you're saying about enjoying fantasy football and giving us more opportunities to watch games. I just, I just wonder sometimes that fantasy football 
fantasy Premier League are kind of missing out on a kind of trick in terms of the marketability of their kind of asset. Ultimately, surely they want more people to watch the football games and more people to play fantasy football. So, you know, if, if you kind of open that up and give people more opportunities to kind of get points, um, is, is that not going to be the benefit of that? Yeah, it's a good idea for sure. Um, yeah, would would add another exciting element to it. And yeah, that agonising decision of, you're right, it's that seven-pointer. And I think uh, us, like the Conservative managers would absolutely stick with that. And the risk-averse ones oh, would, 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 would yeah. switch, wouldn't they? I, <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in terms of your own fantasy football style, we haven't really kind of discussed kind of that yet. In terms of how would you describe yourself as a manager in, in three words? I would say stats-based banter. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice and simple. Love it. <laughs> Do you banter about the fact that you use stats? Are you quite kind of self-deprecating about? You know, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always on on that on our podcast. Yeah, saying I'm a geek and you know I I, I embrace that. Yeah. So are you a stats over the eye test man, or are you both? De- definitely both, but eye test has to be backed up by stats for me to put a player in. Like if someone if someone looks like they're playing really well and then I look on the, on, on um, the stats and they've only had, you know, one, one shot in the box in the last three game weeks or whatever. I'm like, no, they're, they're definitely not coming in. Stats have to be backed up by, uh, yeah, has yeah. to be backed up by stats for me. Uh, see, I'm, I'm known to be, I, I don't look at stats. I, I don't like stats. Not, not that I don't like stats. Absolutely. I agree that stats plays a big part of the, of the game. Uh, but for me, it has to be in context. You know, sometimes you see, if, if you don't watch a game and you look at a game and you think, oh, yeah, you know, Ronaldo's had five shots. And then you realise when you watch the game that they, he had five shots from nowhere near the goal and none of them were actually proper proper shots that actually troubled the keeper. You you miss, you see, you miss, or, or, the, or my, my favourite are the crosses. Oh, yeah. Ten crosses in the box, brilliant. None of them picked up the guy that he wants. Oh, you know. yes, that's yeah, a you see, stat. So, yeah, 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 exactly. So for, for me, it's, it's it's the context, and but I'm always arguing sometimes with with stats geeks or nerds or whatever. Just just sometimes because I enjoy winding them up. But of course, of course, you know, I would. I'm not stupid enough to really like, to, to to completely ignore stats. I wouldn't go searching for it. I do look for people. You know, I check stuff when people put it out, and I go, oh yeah, okay. You know, see, I'm opposite to you. For me the stats have to match the eye test for me to think when i read the stats if if i don't if i've watched the game and i go yeah you know okay yeah that that all makes sense if i see a stat that i'm not really sure about i'll have to watch the player to understand to see to see if if that's true what, what yeah, you're saying you definitely look it's all for me it's all about taking variance out of out of the decisions as much as you possibly can and i and i like I've always liked probability. I like working with probability. If I'm flipping a coin 10 times, I'm not going to bet on heads every single time because the probability is, yes, it's the the likelihood of getting heads every single time is 50-50. But the probability of getting 10 heads in a row is is like, you know, a thousand or however much to one. It's very, very unlikely that you're going to get flip a coin and it's going to be heads 10 times in a row. It's very, very unlikely that a player is going to consistently underperform their XG until, you know, eventually they're going to score. Like you, and if you can get that, if you can get the, if you can get on them at the right time, then they're going to score unless they're Adama Traore, of course. 
Oh God! There's always an exception. There's always an exception to the rule. <laughs> PJ, PJ, he didn't just mention Torora, did he? Oh God! I think I think he did. Mate. <laughs> I did. I did prep him in advance of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, I did my wild card a while back, and it was uh, I had Sar until the last day, and I moved him to Torori. Sar went and scored oh. twenty one points. So I, no, you know, just no idea, no idea. So and since then, it's just been downhill, and and yeah, the oily, mostly sex beast really fisted me. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so. You obviously love your your stats and tactics in the game. Tell us what what are your tactics when you're setting up your game week, and when do you typically make your transfers and captain decisions? So, do you mean tactics as in like what formation do I play, or do you, do you just mean like just general decision making kind of tactics? General decision, general gen, yeah, formation decision. You know, when 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 would you make moves? When do you take hits? When do yeah. you make, when do you decide on your captain? Is it something that you set and forget? Or do you, like you said, you, you research, etc.? Yeah. Is it form versus fixtures? This kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I basically, I mean, t- formation-wise, I'd, I'd mainly play a 3-4-3, three, three, but I do I do change that. I'd say I, yeah. I'd say, I'd say I very rarely play five at the back. Um, I hate playing for clean sheets. Um, I'm, I'm, I love the attacking defenders, but I'd, yeah. I'd, I very rarely play five at the back. Um I like to look for upside picks, which is a fairly recent change in strategy um, because I feel like two or three differentials doesn't hurt your rank too much. I think having two or three in there along with the popular picks, if they're the right picks, of course, you know, like your Salas, um, Trent, um, players like that, Antonio, um, two or three differentials alongside that. I like to look for them and have them in my in my team. and decision-wise, I mean, I typically make decisions quite early after the game week finishes, but in my head, and then and then I kind of review them bef- right before the next game week. Um, yeah. Just just in case of injuries or anything like that, I very rarely make early moves unless it's unless it's early on in the season and you've got to catch a price rise. Um, yeah. I, I very rarely make early moves. I'd much rather wait until the night before a deadline, and sometimes sometimes on the morning of. But I always know what I'm going to do depending on news, you know, early team news and things like that. Um, but, yeah, that's um, in, terms of, in terms of transfers and, and captains and things like that. Um, and, in, in, and in making decisions for who comes into my team, it's basically watch as many games as possible, write some notes if I can, um, watch match of the day, look for the eye test first, who passes the eye test, get them on my watch list. And then look at the stats after that. So who's on my watch list? Who's passed the eye test and who's passed the stats? If they pass both, then they're, then they're going to be close to coming into my team. And, and fixtures are important for me as well, particularly this season. I'm, I'm focusing on fixtures a lot more than I have probably last yeah. season. So all of that sounds relatively kind of conservative. You've obviously been very kind of uh, keen to stress for your kind of stats base there, which brings us into our next question in terms of how and when are you feel you know, are you happy to take hits or make those risky lineups? Do you even make kind of risky kind of captain decisions or transfers or, you know, is, is the science always behind it? I think mostly the science is behind it. I mean, I think because when I have gone more risk averse, it's backfired massively. So it's hurt. Um, like last season, I just, for some unknown reason, just decided to have a, lo- a load of fun on a free hit. And it was on a blank game week and I just picked 
every single player I picked was a was a differential, and it and it get, it got me like thirty points and just completely backfired. Um, so I feel like I'm a bit scarred from that, um, which was kind of just the other end of the of the spectrum. I'm starting to be a little bit make a few more riskier picks, you know, in terms of differentials. But again, it is it is backed up by stats. So I'm mostly happy to take a hit if there's a player that's going to be really highly captained and I don't own them. It's like, well, I need to bring them in because they could really, really hurt my rank if not. Luckily, this season, there isn't that much of that. Um, but that's when I'm kind of happy. And I'm also happy to take it if I'm, prob- if I'm chasing, which seems odd because then you start, you start four points behind everybody. But I, I'm, I'm a bit more aggressive if I'm chasing the pack. And la- the last final game of the season, last season, I captained Gareth Bale, um, who started on the bench, um, but then came on and scored two goals. So what a goal. it, it, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> worked, it worked out. Yeah. So I, I have been known to make the odd risky move, but mainly I'm mainly conservative. Did you, ca- yeah. did you captain Havertz? You know, that week? I didn't, no. No? Did you bring him in? I did bring him in, yeah. I did yeah, bring him same, in, but yeah, didn't captain yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so got lucky, really. Well, I say, uh, kind of, you say lucky, but I captained Salah for a reason. I mean, I'm a United fan and I knew he'd destroy us and I knew it'd be a safer choice than than Havertz. So, um, yeah, it was. It worked out <laughs> for the best, that one. Yeah. I, I felt for the people that did, because I don't think it was... Oh, wrong, massively. Wrong I mean, I did a whole... Yeah, I did the whole video on that. Yes, I, I really, that. I really felt the pain. Yeah. yeah, I really felt oh, the pain. I mean, when the team wins 7-0 and the number nine does not get literally zero and the only pl- outfield player to get zero attacking returns. It's just Unreal. crazy. Unreal. Absolutely crazy. Right. So, um, so this is... We call this our, like, uh, mount or Tororic, because well, he used to be Dini, because whenever I brought Troy Dini in, he used to get a red card for me or something like that. <laughs> but uh, th- this season, Kylie had Mount sold him. He gets a hat-trick. I told you what happened with me and Torore. So we, we, we are known to, you know, especially PJ and, and, and Kylie, they have uh, proper uh, uh, vendettas against certain players that they just would not bring them in. They so have vendettas have... against us, Mars, not the other way around. <laughs> Do you, do you have? Do you, is there a player that you just would, or a team that you would never touch, no matter what? I wouldn't say there's a team I'd never touch. Um, I feel like I I would never bring in James Madison. Okay. Um, because he's he always looks good, but never produces proper FPL returns. But he's always he's one of those players where you think, oh, maybe I should get Madison in. Yeah, yeah. And just <laughs> I know what you mean. Stay away from him. Um, and, but there's no, I don't really have a vendetta against anyone. No, because I don't, I think if you, if you decide that and then they, uh, they keep scoring. I mean, someone like Neil Mope as well, I just couldn't bring myself to bring in someone like that. Like, even if Brighton have a good fixture, um, I tend to avoid players like Josh King, players that have just scored a hat trick. Cause I've made the mistake that. before. <laughs> I mean, in fact, yeah. I owned him for that hat trick. So did you? you know. Well, well, well he, Let's be, let's did be, I did did I own did, him for his hat trick? Yes or no, Mark? He was on the bench, <laughs> and Azbilicueta did not. Play. And he came on, yes, hero. he came on, hero, <laughs> absolute hero. Yeah. No, I mean I don't mean Josh King. I'd avoid just him personally, but I tend to avoid players that have just scored a hat trick, unless yeah, they're like yeah. unless they're like Mo Salah, you know, because I think there's. It's very, very unlikely they're going to do that again the week after. Yeah, yeah I definitely agree. I, you know, I do agree yeah. on that. There's a certain type of player where you know, like Josh King, like Mason Mount, where you're like, well, they've scored 50% of their goals already then, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's funny you mentioned Madison. 
medicine because a lot of people are getting annoyed with Vardy. And I just feel it's it's something with Leicester. People brought in Barnes, he did nothing. Vardy is done doing nothing. Madison on and off. Their defence all over the place. Tielemans is the one getting the score. So it's 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 fun. It, it, it's something about Leicester where usually they they have been a team that people go to for their attacking returns since the Mahrez and Vardy combination. This season actually they've become one of those bulky teams for a lot of people. I see people getting really frustrated with Vardy. Yeah, Vardy. Vardy's like Vardy's like Son. You you bring them in and then they blank. It's it's so frustrating. Um, but they will. Oh, don't say points. that. I'm bringing Son in. I I love the guy. Well, I, I so do I, and he's been in my team since my wild card three weeks ago, and I, I really thought I was getting ahead of the curve, and then he's blanked mm. three weeks in a row. I feel like every yeah. time I bring him in, he blanks, and I take him out, and he scores. Loads of goals, and now I'm just like, no, I'm <laughs> keeping him in. That's yeah. it now. He's staying in. I feel like if you've got Vardy, just keep him in. The guy is Mr. Consistent. Good he will score. Yeah, he yeah. will score again. It's, it's not yeah. like he's never going to score again, you know. Great stuff. Okay, so if you had to choose one player, past or present, to have in your FBL team, who would you go for? Sergio Aguero. So you just go back kind of two years. That's the limit of your... Uh... Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. Come on, come on, he's been brilliant for a lot, a lot longer than just. But but he was always the thing is he years. wasn't. But he wasn't a he wasn't ever a consistent asset in the sense oh, that because he, because he got injured so much. He but was. no, he wasn't. Yeah, he's he so him. good. He's he never so scored thirty goals he, in a season. He never won top scorer. Sorry, he never got top scorer in he, fantasy he's football. A flat, he's a true flat track bully. Yeah, he exactly. Knew the teams, yeah. He knew the teams he would damage. The Arsenal. The uh, Everton, the Newcastle, uh, the Villa, all these teams. He, he knew he would demolish them. He did not score in the big games, but he didn't need to because he was just getting you. And he's so explosive. That's what I love about him. Yeah, exactly. he was so explosive. Yeah. I feel we don't have that this season. We have players returning a lot, but not that. There's that, that explosiveness in the striker. Hopefully it will start coming soon. I think, I think it depends I on know. how you interpret the question. I think for me, Sergio Aguero is like the ultimate three hit player. If you want one player for one game week, Newcastle at home for the right fixture, whatever, yeah, Aguero is the man. But if you wanted somebody for a season, you know, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. You know, not not compared to the likes of Peak, Suarez, you know, Lampard, Van Persie, Ronaldo, etc., etc., who who just tore yeah, the league Aguero's apart over a year. For that green run, Aguero's that that one you bring in for the green run. You know, where you like, yeah, like City's yeah. fixture run. Fix, City's fixtures run now is where you want Aguero, yeah, because exactly. he will deliver yeah. in every game. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I, I wasn't really playing FPL then, so I, I, I wouldn't select. I was never going to select, you know, Suarez, Van Persie, Wayne Rooney, um, Eric Cantona. You know, it's uh, I, I, so that that's that's what. Um, I based my decision on. That's fine. That's fine. I don't. I don't mean to judge you for that. You know, no, apologies no, if it came across as confrontational. Not at all. Not at anyway. You 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 basically thought it looks like an otter. I can you see. Know. I can. I can see where this. Where I was. I was interested to to speak to this guy behind the behind the Twitter account. I can see where the where the snipey stuff comes from. <laughs> it's all good though mate it's all yeah. good honestly it's all good <laughs> so um you mentioned surgery yes who are the other accounts the first like so surgery who are the other four accounts that that you followed at the beginning and you still yeah. follow yeah i mean I, I don't remember exactly but but fpl surgery um the Iceman, james drury um fpl general i remember following very early on um, yeah. and fantasy football scout i remember following fairly early on i think 
um, and official FPL boring, I know, but that was that was one of the first ones that I followed. Yeah, yeah. Listen, like the names that you mentioned, everybody. It's 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 funny once you come to FPL Twitter, you do you are directed towards these guys because yeah. everybody's following them, and you wonder why, and then yeah. you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Great stuff. So the FPL Twitter community is a is a unique place. What do you? <laughs> What do you like best about about it, and and how how did you then kind of come to the kind of obviously the idea that you wanted, you know, you wanted in and you wanted to obviously create these kind of hilarious kind of videos to kind of put your own kind of stamp within that community. Well, I I think the best part about it is the is the information. I think you can pretty much find anything you want about an FPL game week from. Um, the Twitter community and there's so many useful threads and stats and um, things like that I think you can you can get lost in information overload but I've, I, what I did what I've done this year is created a list um, on Twitter which I think is so useful and I've got like 40 accounts on there which is just FPL um, and that's been that's been so useful for me so I'd say the information um, you know I think I was thinking is the banter good and I think you know sometimes it is sometimes it isn't I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of funny people on there, isn't there as well, that kind of, I, I, I believe quite strongly in accountability. And I think there's quite a lot of accounts on there that, that hide behind, um, you know, they hide their true identity uh, and become these kind of, you know, other personas, which isn't me. Um, not that that's a bad thing. Like, I think, you know, you do that to an extent, Phil, with, with Hindu Monkey, but it's like a very specific, like, character which i really really like whereas i think other people hide behind stuff just to be nasty um which isn't fun um so there's there's you know there's pros and cons to to that community isn't there yeah, yeah i think i think so i know what you mean i know what you mean about you know yeah about yeah. that as well um yeah i mean i mean also like... crucially i mean i am you know hindu hindu monkey i mean it did it did start off as a kind of character but then i kind yeah. of that i kind of became more hindu monkey than yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and that's itself, the thing. it, it, it you know. sounded like i was aiming at you there when i when i said it and i'm not well at all you know i didn't I want think, to say yeah, yeah I, 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 I know you're still bitter about the otter comment so you had to get in a dig it's okay it's okay <laughs> well, you know we'll move on i mean no, you know, i you... think i think there's a difference between you know you've got you've got accountability because you're on this podcast uh, you know as yourself so it's it's you, i think i, I think do you know i mean you I mean. say that someone writes in every week and is like i can't believe that you know hindu monkey had a podcast i was like for fuck's sake like, or, or who's who, who's pj who is he on twitter <laughs> Honestly, uh, brilliant brilliant um, um yeah, and what was the other bit? So how was... did and how did these videos start? Oh, yeah, yes. the videos. Like, what 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 got you going with the videos? Well, ba- basically, they're hilarious, by the way. Thank you must very watch much for me. Absolutely thank you. must watch. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Basically, it was I've been wanting to do something for a while, and I was like, what what can I do that is that's new, and that nobody else is doing? And I know I know that um, FPL Pig does his game week songs, which are absolutely brilliant, and I'd seen them. And I'd look, I've been doing some some research into just like development stuff, self-development stuff. There's a guy that I really like called Naval Ravikant. Check him out if, if, if you can. He's absolutely brilliant. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast quite a while ago. And he's got a really famous tweet thread called How to Get Rich Without Without Getting Lucky. Um, and one of his one of his like philosophies, let's say philosophies, but one of his like techniques is 
can you combine like three or four things that you're rather than just being trying to be the best at one thing like for instance you know none of us are going to be the best at fpl because only one person wins it each season even if it, even if one of us does win it one season we're probably not going to win it the next season um so can you combine like three or four of your talents into into one thing and and create either a business or an idea out of that so i've combined acting spoken word writing and fpl into one thing and it seems and it seems to be unique and it's like can you be can you i'm perhaps not explaining this the best but it's like can you be the best in the world at that one thing and i would say there's nobody else out there that is doing that are that's combining those four things at the moment so therefore they've been quite successful yeah no i agree there's not nothing like you said and i mentioned in the beginning people hear songs they are amazing but completely different to what you do obviously there's you there's people on youtube there's people on podcasts but nobody does nobody delivers it the way you do which is definitely i i think i well from what i've seen you're the only one who does that i don't know if pj's seen others who do that but i don't I haven't. So, yeah, it makes sense. And interesting what you say, trying to be the best at more, you know, if you combine things to be the best at them. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if you're if you're in the if you're in the top, can you be in the top like 25 percent of four things? And if you if you can and you can combine all those all four of those things, chances are you've got something that's fairly unique, um, yeah. which which seems to have worked with the with the videos. You know, I mean, they're not, <laughs> you know, they're not like hundreds of thousands of views but it's um they seem to have gone down really really well and, and i don't think there's anybody else doing the same thing so um and, and it's just a lot it's a lot of fun you know when you're an actor and performer and it's it's always fun to to do a bit of that i mean it was it was nerve-wracking putting it out there in the first place i thought this could absolutely like i could completely have misjudged this and you know it'll get three likes and that'll be it uh, um, it was absolutely hilarious i love the one uh, it's done well <clears throat> i love the last one where right at the end you went there's another game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right, we're done with FPL now. Enough of FPL. Let's get into the into the more fun, more serious, fun questions. Okay. Right, you're hosting a dinner party, and you can invite any three people, living or obviously people who have passed away. When we say to people living or dead, you mean what? I can bring dead people to my party? No, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, who would you invite, and what food and drink? would you put in front of them this is a great question um sir alex ferguson would would definitely be the first one um yeah. i would also say Lawrence olivier british actor who's now who's now uh, passed away um and the third one i haven't thought about the third one i'm thinking now on the top off the top of my head so i've got fergie Lawrence olivier and I'm going to say Barack Obama. Wow. Um, and what food and drink would I put in front of them? I'd, I'd get my fiance to cook because she's she's fantastic at, at, um, at cooking um, and would probably make them like a big um, lasagna, I would say. Um, and drink would be a fine red wine for Sir Alex. Yeah, nothing beats <laughs> a nice warm lasagna on a cold day. Exactly, exactly. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, fantastic guest list. I love and, questions uh, like that. And uh, lovely food. Yeah, I thought it's a food angle, but I really, yeah, I really like. Obviously, Fergie would be all over a robust red, so you know, <laughs> he you, would, couldn't, he, yeah. you couldn't serve it with anything else. <laughs> no. <so. laughs> 
Um, uh, I, I mean, Ferguson by the end of his career was just blatantly, you know, obviously just uh, liked or disliked managers solely on what wine they bought him. Yeah, he was quite open about it. So, you know, I love Obama's that. Obama's a really interesting one. I think it's the first time that we've had somebody say Obama. And I, he would be an ama- I think he would be an amazing guest. Just as a speaker, he's just yeah. always inspiring when he speaks anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy, I think. Yeah, I'd love yeah, to find out more, even more about him. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, so next question. This is a relatively new one. Okay. If you could create the perfect sandwich, what would you put in it? So I'm always thinking about this <laughs> not always but i'm I, I refer to like sandwiches as like a joey tribbiani sandwich so i just love sandwiches that are just packed full yeah. of of treats um so i would i'd probably make it like a like a triple like a club sandwich um like as in three layers not not the traditional club sandwich i'd definitely have um some cheese in there um some pickles um tomatoes lots lots of um lots of lettuce mayonnaise and then i'd probably put like yeah like crispy bacon in there um i'm basically i'm creating a club sandwich here yeah, but you're basically not a club sandwich and then i just described a club sandwich i was gonna say chicken <laughs> <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a club sandwich essentially yeah um, I, yeah, that's that's it. There you go. There you go. The perfect sandwich. Well, it's you know it's famous for a reason, I suppose. Really? Exactly. People like it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just call it something like Club du Sandwich or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. So, um, I mean, look, you're good at FBL. You're obviously good at writing, acting, etc. Any other special skills outside of your job that you're decent at? Oh, I don't know. This is. Um... That's tricky. So I feel like I've got lots of strings to my bow, but it's all like they're all like professional related, apart from apart from FPL. I mean, I love I love sport, but I would never say that it was a special skill. I'm quite I'm quite good at poker. I tend to win at poker against yeah. against friends quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've I've not really ever played online. I, I, it kind of scares me. Um, but I, I I feel like I'm I'm half decent at poker. Yeah. So I, Bij and I have had a few games on on. So during the lockdown, there was a, like there's an, an, an uh, there was an FBL Twitter community, if you like, that became a, po- a poker community oh, nice. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we still sometimes play. Obviously, the, the group has gone less, but right at the beginning, we used to have huge numbers. And sometimes you will see an announcement where there's there be a game on a Friday or Saturday, and you will get a good forty, fifty. You you'll get five tables of ten. Uh, easily That's the, yeah sick. so those, oh, i'd love to I, get involved in that I'll if you do it again you know, let I'll me know let you yeah know next time it's done i'll let you know next time it's done like i said sometimes we do have smaller games now um again during lockdown my god we've probably overdone it to be honest yeah. uh but you but there was you know we needed something to do right so yeah we'll see how uh how good your poker face is for sure <laughs> <laughs> good stuff good stuff so what's your favorite band Favourite movie or, you know, one you enjoy watching the most or just happen to like at the moment? Doesn't really matter. And what show are you currently watching on television? Great question again. Um, Favourite film is Lord of the Rings. Um, I just absolutely loved them when I was young. Um, Loved the Hobbit book. Um, And, yeah, just absolutely fell in love with the films. Real, real nostalgia watching those films. Um, Favourite 
band. I mean, I mean, I liked loads back in the day. Like, I, I used to love um, Oasis. Um, and I'd say now I like more, I really like Grime. Um, I love Stormzy. I love Dave, um, Kano, um, all artists like that. Um, and show I'm currently watching is Succession. Um, I've just started season two. And I don't know why anyone said season one wasn't good. I mean, the last half an hour of that final <laughs> episode of season one is just incredible. It's such, such good television. It was nine and a half hours to get there. Um, uh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, I love, to be fair, though, I think some of the, like, I thought Tom's Bachelor Party episode was brilliant. I thought... Um, it's it had great moments. I did. Like, oh my god! So I did good. struggle with it, mainly due to the hateability of of so many characters, and I just found Agreed. it. Agreed. I found it a little bit dark. Yeah. And ha- however, um, I've just finished season two, and right, okay. it absolutely blew me away. I'm now a full yeah, on converter. It is it, oh, season season so two good. is you know elite tier television level. By you yeah. know by, by the end of it, I was edge of the seat. Literally yeah. rooting for these hateable bastards. It was very much yeah. like fantasy football in a way. <laughs> they are so hateable, and I know what you mean. Like first, first five episodes of season one, I would say, yeah. I mean, I've I watched them twice because I because I probably like you got a bit like this isn't this really isn't that good. And then everybody's gone on and on and on about it. So then I watched them again, episode one to five of season one, and then carried on. And yeah, I've just I've just loved it. So I've got a real treat in store. I think now I've just started season two. I need to start. Great I need stuff. to start. I'm, I'm, I'm a late adopter, you see. Um, yeah, me too. I, well, me too, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had that. So, uh, Fiji will tell you, we had a lot of discussions about The Wire. And season mm. one was just so slow that I was bored. But then I'm glad I went through because I loved the rest of it. Absolutely yeah. loved the ending and then the, the, the rest of it. So, it sounds like Succession is something that I need to to continue or start and continue with and get get season two oh, but definitely do it the, the writing and the into, characters so good yeah love the fact that you're into grime as well i mean i was i was a garage boy then Brilliant. you know then r&b the hip-hop and now it's the grime i, I love to be honest i love it it's uh, we needed something like that to be honest uh, yeah i agree yeah i absolutely love it yeah just the way wretch 32 is another one like just the way the way that he puts words together and makes language work is just it's phenomenal i just love it yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right, so um, our last question. Um, tell us one guilty pleasure and uh, one bad habit. It's been all good. It's been all, uh, you know, goody two-shoes, all the skills, <laughs> showing off. <laughs> showing off, you know. Um, I'd say uh, guilty pleasure for me has got to be food. I mean, I just, I can eat a lot. I'm relatively small. I'm only five foot seven um, and I'm, you know, not overweight in any way and i i negate it all by like being very um fit and healthy most of the time but guilty pleasure's got to be like chocolate and sweets i just like absolutely love them and pizza and i can just i can stuff myself to the point where i feel really really sick um so i'd say that's that's probably my guilty pleasure uh bad habit uh what is my bad oh um i I've got a tendency to picking my toenails and then forgetting to like move them off the side or wherever I've put them. That's a bad habit. Oh, that's, that's, that's way past bad. That, that's, that's vile. That's <laughs> vile. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to go down the skulls route. I was like, where is this going? The what? The oh, the skulls route. route. Oh, my God. No, Jesus Christ. No. 
No, it's like I'll pick oh, them and then odds. have like a pile and then, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just not, not oh. good at all. I mean, that's well, like... Why would you not like want them territory. immediately out of your vicinity? Well, a majority of the time I do, but now, like, now and again, I just, like, forget that I've done it. I mean, You know, bad, see, I, you gotta, I do it straight over the toilet now. Just, then, then just yeah, that, I, I flush those that. bad boys away. It is, it does Absolutely. come with an element of danger, but, you know, <laughs> I think it's worth it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, look, listen, this is this is what we have time for. We've done the twenty questions. We could could sit here and chat for for hours, to be honest. You've been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for making time for us and coming to this. I, I really do feel like we got to know you a lot better. The, the real Luke Jerdy that we we've seen on Twitter, the the the, the fun videos and the funny guy. Uh, again, thank you so much. I'm sure this is going to be a hit with with our listeners. I've been Mars at Mars or Five. He's been Monkey at Mon- uh, Hindu Mon- PJ uh, Hindu Monkey don't forget our um, missing Amiga Kylie and our, uh, please follow and like our account at the Three Amigos FBL and of course he's been uh, Luke Jerdy at Luke Jerdy um, enjoy the rest of the international break it won't be long until we're back into the FBL and the misery of the weekends or the green arrows so uh, adios amigos Brave Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave Amigos.